Hello and welcome to According to John. Today we have a wonderful question that we're going to be answering. And it is, what does it mean for a society to be post-Christian? I'm not sure we're going to figure it out. We're just going to observe it and kind of give some information how we got here. Yeah, I think that that's, that's probably very accurate. So this is, is take two, right, John? This is take two. Okay. All right, so for those of you, obviously, who don't know, because you wouldn't know, we started this podcast and recorded for about... Oh, 15 minutes, and yeah, then it turned out what nothing was on. How about that? <laughs> we were having fun, we're gonna have fun again. Let's nothing was recorded, but it could be good that nothing was recorded because we were talking about Woodstock a lot. Too, we were so. getting a little silly, <laughs> we were getting a little silly. But there, when, when you gave me this topic, here's what came to my mind immediately Barack Hussein Obama, mm -hmm. the president of our country. And I was kind of glad to have a black president because I really love the black people. Well, it, it has nothing. To, here's it has nothing to do with black for me. Amen. It's got everything to do with are they qualified for their position, and if they yeah. are, praise Jesus, hire them. Yeah, I, I can give you a list of half a dozen black politicians that I'd vote for in a second. He just wasn't one of them because he, he's a globalist. But anyway, <laughs> he said with joy, with glee, yeah. that America is no longer a Christian nation. Yep. He said, whatever you thought we were, we no longer are. We are no longer a Christian nation. And I thought, who gives this one man the right to proclaim a lie? But then I thought, but well, then by the time he was done, by the time he was done with his presidents, it wasn't a lie. <laughs> yeah, I, I certainly had to agree. I was sad with a broken heart. He had yeah. glee. I had a broken heart. Yeah. But I felt like, you know what? He uh, took our country back in so many areas. He took our country, so, like, like in, in racism, man, he took our country back 50 years. Yeah. Him, him and Michelle, because both of them, everywhere they went, especially her or him, everywhere they went was the whole topic was on racism. Right. And so, so what happens is you start building this, this momentum and they did, they were building momentum that was taking and building a hatred toward churches, toward Christianity, toward white people, making it look like white people hated black people. And, and it wasn't true at all, man. We, we were, we were a nation that if you looked at the neighborhoods, I mean, just looked at the neighborhoods, man. We were we were community, not color. We were community, and then we were making huge progress for. And then and then we sure. then we've we've like we just we've went backwards. Okay, John, we we got the sound on here. Yeah, yeah. So recording, but yeah. who are we? <laughs> John's got a little f brain fog today, so I'm, I'm going to be there for him. I do have brain. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's lack of sleep. I don't know. But at any rate, I am your host, John Westfall. This is my co-host, Pastor Duke Herget, the Duke Meister. And today we're going to talk about what does it mean for society to be post-Christian. And, and you know, we, we were talking about Obama and racism and, and, of course, the church and so on and so forth. But all of that, all of that feeds into what we're talking about. Yeah, you listen, you have to change people's perspective on every level that deals with humanity to draw them into themselves and away from God. Mm -hmm. 
And that's what creates us to be post-Christian because we're not making God our focal point anymore. We're making ourselves or our color or our, you name it. Sexual identity. Our, exactly. Our, 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 our social economic level, our career, anything to divide. Is anything, yeah. So, so when you take and you attack all of that on every level, you, what you do is you take the focus off of God, you put the focus on man, and then it isn't but a moment that goes by, and then all of a sudden we are in a post-Christian society. Now you analyze what Obama said there. He probably didn't like this part of what he said. He was acknowledging that America was a Christian nation. Yeah, exactly. I don't think he wanted to do that. But but that's exactly but what he did. Yeah, yeah. And if, by saying we no longer are was saying that we have always been. Yeah. And if you go to Washington DC, you'll see this. If you yeah. go to the Supreme Court chamber and see the Ten Commandments from Leviticus chapter twenty hanging, hovering over the chamber of where the Supreme Court justices sit and and do their job. You go to the rotunda of the Capitol, you see Bible verses chiseled into stone all around the major of Washington, D.C. Read our founding fathers' documents, the Declaration of, De- De- of Independence, cre- granted by our creator to certain unalienable rights, the, the knowledge of God, the, the, the purpose of our founders was to overtly be a Christian nation. Now, they had in the documents that the government wouldn't control religion, but religion was there to influence government, is what they put into the documents. So Obama was right. We were a Christian nation. I think he was right again. We are now a post-Christian nation. I think what we want to focus in on today after we pray. Right, right. Okay, I'm gonna get we're gonna follow the protocol here. Yeah, John. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Johnny needs me today, not right, very right. often. Right. But uh, and, and real quick, it was Exodus twenty, not with the Ten Commandments, not Leviticus twenty, right? <laughs> yeah. I'm just I'm just going to, but but to show you how much brain today, to show you how much brain fog I had, I actually had to put it in and go. Let me make sure that I, I went Exodus twenty. I went, oh yeah, there's the ten. I did not. <laughs> I did not do that on purpose. I promise you. That's okay. I just wanted to clarify because uh, I know you knew. Yeah, we need prayer. I, <laughs> who's going to pray? I, I would. I would like for you to pray today. Okay, brother. let's pray, please. Father, we pray that you'll give us discernment as we look at this sad truth for our nation. Uh, Give us understanding, Lord, how things got where they are. We're thankful for how they started. We're thankful that the Bible was in the school. We're thankful that our founders did chisel Bible verses all over the capital of our country. But help us to understand how we declined and help us, Lord, maybe to point people to restoration to biblical faith. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You know, we talk about how we're we're declining as a as a, a nation, but but it's not just here, it's all over the world. I, I forget who I was talking to. I'm trying to remember. I was talking to someone and they said that there was a lady standing out and th- I think this was in Canada, but I'm not gonna swear to that. But she was standing out in front of an abortion clinic praying silently, silently praying the police came by and arrested her. And she's like, what are you arresting me for? And they said, uh, were you praying? And she goes to myself and they arrested her for the idea of praying, not even doing it out loud, but for what she thought that might be a post-Christian nation. 
I'm just, I'm just, those are all actions of no God, you know, or acting as there's no God. I'm now I'm going to arrest you for your thoughts. And, and, and by the way, that was, that's, that's coming to America too. Oh yeah. And so when we, when we look at this, we take away our freedoms and remember this is, this is all, and there's no God. And so it's all about the individual. And now it's becoming all about the government as God, mm-hmm. not even God as God or the individual as their own God, but now the government's becoming God. And so this, this whole post Christian society, it literally, it selectively claims virtues rooted in Christianity or the Christian worldview, and then selectively rejecting the truths that make those values possible. I mean, it's like you used, I think the most important word you just said is selectively selectively because Satan just can't come along and we're Christian. No, we're not. Mm -hmm. It's not how it works. And the one verse that comes to my mind is like on the third page of the Bible, the serpent was more subtle than any beast in the field. Well, how about this for subtle? So here you have Obama saying we're no longer a Christian nation, but yet he called himself a Christian. We have Oprah who says we're not a Christian nation and Jesus isn't the only way to heaven, but yet she calls herself a Christian. And so, so what we have is we have this, we have large proportion of people that are exhibiting post-Christian, post-Christian worldview, right? But they still identify as Christians. And that tells you they're not a Christian. <laughs> exactly. They, they are the sovereign. Yeah. Even though the Bible says, I, Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, the life, no man come to the Father but by me. That's sovereignty of God making a, a statement of truth. Then Oprah comes along and usurps that. Right. Well, I am a Christian, and I don't care what Jesus said. I'm a Christian because I say I am. Well, and then she violates she those vi- things that Jesus says. How about Hillary? Hillary calls Christians deplorable and says Christians are full of hate and for and then she she says she's a christian yeah, and she claims her <laughs> presbyterian background and channels the spirit yeah, of eleanor yeah. roosevelt all at the same time practicing the occult calling herself, herself a, a christian, christian right and so that is, tells us labels literally labels do not replace reality Ooh, johnny you get a point for that i'll take it dude we right need, we need how help. about how about second corinthians 13 5 examine yourselves as to whether you are in the faith <laughs> Right? Or how about we can examine others as to whether they are in the faith? It says, test yourself. Do you not know yourselves that Jesus Christ is in you unless indeed you are disqualified? And so examine yourselves. It's and, a good thing. And it's a good thing. And, Judge and, not lest you be judged. Yeah, That's right. the Bible verse everybody knows. And that is so out of context. It's talking about discernment here. <laughs> Exactly. You know what you're going to, you, what it's saying is, is if you're going to judge someone, you judge them the way you would judge yourself. We see if, if you know the scriptures, it, you just see what people say. It doesn't line up. Right. You profess to be a Christian. Right. You deny the things that Jesus said. Mm-hmm. So the, the inference would be, you're not, a Christian. you're not a Christian, right? And, and, and we have many self-identified Christians in a post-Christian society. Cause remember we talked about how they'll take the label, but deny what a Christian really is. And the reason is because they lack the basic knowledge of, of biblical faith or what it actually means to be a Christian because, but, but, but Duke, even today, Christians, and I mean, 
those who truly did give their life to Jesus Christ and make Jesus their Lord and Savior, and they believe he's the only way to heaven and there is no other, even they are ignorant, not all, but the majority today are ignorant of the scriptures. They have, uh, Bible says, my people perish for a lack of knowledge. Mm -hmm. Now, I'd like to go back to the subtlety of the enemy, how this all works. Most people don't realize, but the Bible was the main textbook in the United States uh, public school system for 150, 200 years. And so Satan is subtle. And I see an event that happened that began to erode away the foundation in 1929, the Scopes trials, where evolution was deemed to be proper science by the United States Supreme Court. They kicked the Bible out of science class Mm -hmm. in 1930. You fast forward only 32 years, another generation, we kicked the Bible completely Right. out of the schools. You wrote away the foundation. We cannot trust the Bible in Genesis 1 through 10. We can't trust the Bible at all. At, at all. So the Bible became the centerpiece of the education for 200 years. And in 1962, it had no place at all. It's the banned book, right. Separation of Church and State, which is not in our documents. That was a letter that Jefferson wrote to the Danbury Baptist Church to assure them that the government is not going to take over their church. Right. And they twist it. And so there was yeah, Well, removal. how about this? Because, you know, talking about government and the church, and now you have Christians or so-called Christians who are screaming that the church shouldn't be involved in the government. The church shouldn't be involved in the government. You got Christians that are saying this, but but here's the problem, guys. What happens is when the church goes quiet and they're no longer in politics, right? If they're not in politics, that means they set back. And, and, and in essence, what they're saying is, okay, I'm willing to take whatever direction the country goes. I'm willing to live in this. I'm willing to accept it rather than say, hey, wait a minute, if we're going to be a godly country, then that means godly people people have to be in place to direct it politically because the way the politics go, so goes the church. And boy, we're not, are we seeing it today where we got homosexual flags flying out in front of churches saying, come as you are, we accept you as you are. Well, you might accept someone as they are, but God doesn't accept yeah, that. They're going to stand before God one day, man. It's But, but here, that's the other thing, Duke, is fading understanding. When, when, when our understanding of scripture starts fading away, right, of what God says, what the word of God says, then people start believing that they know better than their spiritual predecessors. And then they get into groupthink, <laughs> they get in groupthink, then they become dominant. Mm-hmm. I know I'm kind of kind of getting ahead in your notes. No, no, you're okay, because I'll, I'll bring be, you back. They begin to be dominant and control the situation, yeah. and instead of having freedom of speech, freedom of thought, they become totalitarian in, right. in, in their view. Well, and, and they and, begin to practice that which they falsely accuse Christianity of doing. Well, and how about this? Mom, Dad, you're stupid. You don't know anything. And that's what's happened here with our spiritual predecessors. They were so old and outdated and archaic, and the Bible's so old and outdated and archaic, but yet Proverbs 15.5 says this, A fool despises his father's instruction, but he who receives correction is prudent. In the house, in verse 6, In the house of the righteous there is much treasure, but in the revenue of the wicked is trouble. And it goes on and on and on. 
and on about knowledge and the, how the evil or the wicked or the fool despises knowledge or understanding, and it's referencing that of God. Now let's take that Bible verse and flesh it out in our public school system. It's, it's going to lead to trouble. As we pull God out, the vacuum is filled with something else, right. secular, that which is, pertains to man, or even worse, demonic satan the vacuum is always filled so you go back prior to 62 where did america stand among the nations of the world in reference to academics number one at every level where did we stand in reference to morality number one among all the nations of the world and then we pulled that out and you fast forward 40 years where did america stand oh we're at the bottom somewhere yeah we just the the, it just began to, to drain and so, well, because listen, you kick God out, everything else starts eroding from there. There you go. That's because, what I was trying to say. Because God's the foundation. And, and you know, in, in post-Christian culture, there's an assumption of Christian values without respect for Christian contributions. And so that's what happens is, is we're like, oh, we, we, like this, we like the value of family and love and being kind and, and all of that. But, well, that's not Christianity. That's just what people do. Mm-hmm. We were so blessed this past Christmas, just a few days ago, my whole family was there. My son came up from South Carolina with his three kids driving 16 hours to get here each way because the treasure of family that they feel for one another. By the grace of God, Joanne and I were, were saved out of crappy backgrounds and we've had solid, built our marriage on Christ, raised our kids in biblical values. They grew up in church, strong youth group. They raising our grandchildren the way we raise them. They're all successful in their marriages. Our, and we get together for every big event. We love one another. And we're trying to teach the grandkids that what we have here is really special. Yep. And it's all built on biblical values. And they've got, they got it. And we see, you right. know, to have a, a, a biologically distinct family, mom and dad, right. aunts and uncles, cousins, and ev- no, no divorce. And uh, all biologically children, and I'm all for adopting kids, and sure, all, sure. I'm all for the kids. Right, right. But you know, but but they, here's the thing: they're not going to give your family credit for being good for society. They're not going to give. They're not going to give them credit for their Christian, yeah, roots or Hillary their Christian values. Takes, Hillary says it takes a village. I say no. It takes mom and dad. It takes a whole bunch of Jesus. It takes the local church, yep. aunts, uncles, and cousins. The 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 biological distinct family unit that God set up, and the house of God and the word of God are sufficient to raise wonderful children. Our kids all do well in school, and they're thriving, and they're gifted, and they're talented, and we're blessed. Right. And now we're living in a society that curses us. Well, who do you think you are? Well, we're happy. We're forgiven. We we give tons of, of money to help poor people and hurting people. We're, we're a giving right. people. Well, here's what I find interesting. I got a letter in the mail. This has been a few months back from the local government asking us to come in and be a part of broken families lives. Right. And, and to, to come in and, and contribute and give and all this stuff because they're trying to get the churches involved in broken homes to restore the broken homes. <laughs> but the problem is they want us to do it on their, their terms. On their terms. Yeah, don't bring Jesus into yeah. this. Don't, and, don't mention repentance, judgment. And what they don't uh, realize is... issues. Here's the ground rule. Yeah, and, and what they don't realize is their terms is the problem for the broken homes. <laughs> yeah. 
So their ground, our ground rules are already written in, yeah. the, in the Holy Bible. Right. And they see a significant difference. That's why they're calling us. Yeah. yeah. But they just haven't connected the dots on why mm-hmm. things fell right. apart. Right. And so well, Proverbs, nation- Proverbs 13, 14. How about this? The law of the wise is a fountain of life to turn one away from the snares of death. And that is what we have to do, right? And yet the the local government says, oh, no, no, we still want you to do it our way because, and they not even realizing that's the snare of death. Yeah. How about that psalm? I can quote it, can't exactly remember where it is anymore, but the nation that forgets God <coughs> shall be turned into hell. And there again, we had a nation, and nationally, we sort of knew God. Not mm-hmm. everybody, obviously, right, right. but there was a respect of God. Right. People were church. People had a, a knowledge of the Ten Commandments. People knew the golden rule. People well, were, well, the so, positive obligations and, and restraints were only natural to the Judeo-Christian yeah, yeah. Values, so that was our or worldview. You know, when I went to school as a child, the first couple of years we read the Bible in yeah. school, and uh, we had prayers, just the Lord's prayer, but it was a God consciousness, and everything that that we were taught in Sunday school on Sunday morning was renewed or built upon, confirmed in the public school. You know, God is good, and His Word is our guide, and so we get that hopefully from our family, we get that from school, we get that from church. And days were a lot better than right. they are today. Well, so, yeah. So post-Christian societies, they claim values derived from Christianity, right? Then deny that those ideals are inherently Christian. That's it, what they do. Yeah. And and that's what's going on. That's what's happening. And, oh, guys, I would tell you here, look here in Second Corinthians, I'm sorry, Second Timothy 4, 3, because a post-Christian society undermines aspects of the Christian worldview that interfere with its evolving preferences. Second Timothy four, three for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers and they'll turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. Yeah. It really comes down bottom line authority God gave us his word. His word is truth. Truth will set you free. You turn away from truth, you're heading right into bondage. Right. You turn away from the light, you turn directly into darkness. And that's what subtly, line upon line, precept upon precept, as God gave us his word, Satan did likewise, line upon line, precept upon precept, to take the word of God out of our culture. You see it in the media. You see it on TV. When I was a child, I watched Leave it to Beaver right. on TV. Dirty TV was Beaver Cleaver falling <laughs> in a mud puddle. It really was. His parents slept in separate beds, baby. There was no inference whatsoever to sex. Yeah, was it Lucy and 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 her husband Ricky? They had separate beds. Oh yeah, all uh, that was just that's that was the culture. That's right. And there was a a, a morality. Back, those are back in the days when people fornicated. But when a woman got pregnant, they married. My mom got pregnant, and they just were expected to get married, mm-hmm. and, and they did. Well, they were expected to be married before she got yeah, pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> but but that's all changed now, and it, it right the nation that forgets God. 
that void will be, right. if, if God is good, and that void will be filled by Satan, who is evil. And now you look at the problems that uh, children are having, gender dysphoria, children that are identifying as, as, as animals and kid, litter box in public school systems so that children could go out and scratch in the... In act the, like cats. Act like a cat. Because they think they're a cat. And, and, uh, and I can't even go down that because it infuriates me, man. Yeah, but we'll just hit it as, as a sadness that a nation right. that for, tunes God out of their thinking. Well, but that's consequences for our poor choices. And and by the way, the consequences of our choices as they mount up and mount mm-hmm. up, and they're mounting, man. I mean, I'm telling you, the consequences are mounting because Christ is getting closer and closer to return. And so it's common for a post-Christian society to blame prior generations to blame prior issues or prior races or prior beliefs rather blame shift blame shift shift. anything rather than acknowledge the truth yeah and and to acknowledge the truth that you know well for for the lost is christians fault we're full of hate that we didn't allow people to become what they really were or what they really thought they were right or are and then and now today it, it, it goes so far as to that we allow them to believe that they're cats and then we we coddle that idea and and Romans 1 21 through 31 says this and and it really <clears throat> here we go because although they knew God they did not glorify him as God nor were thankful but became futile in their thoughts and their foolish hearts were darkened and there we are <laughs> Prof- foolish foolish hearts. hearts right futile in their thoughts i mean how how much more futile can you be in your thoughts to believe or to allow people to believe that they are not or that they are what they're not we turn away truth and we embrace absurdity 22 professing to be wise they became fools, fools. and changed the glory of the incorruptible God into an image made like corruptible man and birds and four-footed animals and creeping things. Therefore, therefore, because of their lack of acknowledging truth and being foolish and allowing girls to become boys and boys to become girls. Reality to be what it is. Yeah, and boys and girls to become cats. And oh my goodness, like we're lost in that. It says, verse 24, because we allow all that, therefore God also gave them up to uncleanness and the lust of their hearts to dishonor their bodies among themselves, who who exchanged the truth of God for the lie, not for a lie, but for the, the lie. That's yeah. right, right? Uh, and and worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. For this reason, God gave them up to vile passions. For even their women exchanged the natural use for what is against nature. Likewise, like the women, also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman burned in their lust for one another, men with men, committing what is shameful and receiving in themselves the penalty of their error, which was do. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a debased mind to do those things which are not fitting. In other words, he's like, hey, that's what you want to do? God's like, I take my hands off of it. You guys, I'll let you do what you want to do. Tune me out to your thing. And here we are. Post-Christian. And what is the leading cause of death among young people today? Suicide because of the choices they're making that are contrary to God. So as 29, being filled with all unrighteousness, sexual immorality, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, strife, 
deceit, evil-mindedness. They're whisperers, backbiters, haters of God, violent, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, undiscerning, untrustworthy, unloving, unforgiving, unmerciful, who knowing the righteous judgment of God that those who practice such things are deserving of death, not only do the same, but also approve of those who practice. It, it covers everybody and everything. And hate those that don't. And hate because we are the problem. We are restricting, like like they want, they want the values. When I say they, I'm talking anybody contrary to God. Want the values that Christians offer but don't want to give the Christians credit that it's of God or give God credit that it's of God and don't want to, like they want Christian values, but they don't want any label to do with it. It's, it's so crazy, man. I read through the Old Testament. I see backslidden Israel given over to Baal worship, offering their children as human sacrifices and just every evil thing. God sends a prophet because he loves these people. He wants them to be free. He wants them out of their bondage. So the prophet comes to town, lifts up his voice like a trumpet, and shows the people their sin. Right. What does the society most of the time feel about the prophet? <laughs> Put him under arrest. Kill him. They Stone hated him, him right? They hated him, and but, they still do. Yeah, and that, and I, I put this statement in here. The deteriorating reliance on Christianity makes it easier for a post-Christian society to justify things condemned by a biblical worldview. The further away from God they get, the easier it is to justify their actions as long and, and then condemn us for where we stand. But if we go any, if we go at just a fraction of an inch against or what they think is hate, they immediately require our Christian morals and ethics to be put in place on us, but not on them. It's, dude, we, we are such a post-Christian society right now. They it's see light as darkness. They see <laughs> our love to give them truth is hate. They see the freedom that comes from Christ as bondage because we can't live this way. You know, if you study history, one thing, when you're young, you see events, when you get old, you see patterns. And I've studied, right. studied, studied for all these years. And you look at every culture gets built and becomes strong because of virtue and value. Once it gets to a certain point, they turn from that virtue and value and they are destroyed from within and they always end up inside them. Absolutely. Every time. And that's where America is today. Yeah. Yeah, And, and, Here's the thing. When when we leave the foundations, that leaves a, a Christian, a post-Christian society struggling to justify its preferred ethics. Jude 1, 12 through 13. These are spots in your love feasts while they feast with you without fear, serving only themselves. They are clouds without water, carried about by the winds, late autumn trees without fruit, twice dead, pulled up by the roots, raging waves of the sea, foaming up, their own shame, wandering stars for whom is reserved for the blackness of darkness forever. And, and so as they're leaving the foundations of Christianity, right? Because that's a post-Christian society is those who, who once were, as Obama said, without saying that we were a Christian nation and now we're no longer a Christian nation. What have we acquired or what do we have? Well, Jude simply puts it, 
These are spots in your love feast while they feast with you without fear. Here we go. Serving only themselves, right? It's all about me and it's what I want. How dare you say that I'm not a cat? And how dare you say, (laughs) even though I have my manhood in its place, that that I'm not a woman? And how dare you say that I'm not a man, even though I have breasts like a woman and and all the plumbing as a woman. How dare you say I don't... Devoid of reality. Lost lost contact with reality. Yep. They're serving only themselves. They are clouds without water. (laughs) Dude, they're they're, they're of what value? Lots of applications there, couldn't you? Carried about by the winds, late autumn trees without fruit, twice dead, pulled up by the roots, raging waves of the sea. Raging. they're raging and they are raging yeah, yeah with but but to no avail to no avail things go from bad to what worse listen you can't be a man claim to be a woman and it's like and they're like well science says no science science says what you want it to say because it can be manipulated and, all the money and, yeah exactly right and and this is how i tell people i'm like okay so you can sit there and claim to be a man, or if you're a man, you claim to be a woman all you want. But if your carcass was thrown out into the desert and the only thing they found was a femur, only a femur. A thousand years later. A thousand years later, they would come back. They would take it to science. The lab. And they would go, oh, they got the DNA chromosomes of a man. This is a man. At every every cellular level. They would never say. God stamped it. Male or female. female. Every cell in, in our science mind. proves it. Yeah. Every time. And it's crazy how the that, law. Pastor John, that's your science. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Here's what I find funny. The I crazy. I'll give you a point oh, for thank that. Thank you. The science. Here's what the science says, right? Or the law. The law says, oh, no, 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 no. The man is now a woman, right? But, but when they're investigating a murder, all they find is the remains of a man or a woman being documented. Yeah. So the law contradicts the law. All right, all right. Devoid of truth, separate from reality. (laughs) That's what it is. Separate from reality. But you know what? Let me tell you this. Your thoughts and your opinions do not change the truth. That's a point for John. Doesn't matter what anybody thinks when God has spoken. Truth is the truth, and it... But that takes us back, you think. that takes us right back to the core. Right. God is the authority yep. by creation. He's our authority by redemption. He spelled out truth clearly in his word. He has the right to determine morality right. by how we should then live. We come along, tune him out of science, throw him out of our school, throw him out of our thinking, and we land on these absurdities because it's all been fanned by Satan, the deceiver, the liar, the yep. murderer from the beginning. But, you know, you, you talk about how we have all these morals and ethical codes and blah, 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 right? And we have those. Listen, and every, <laughs> it's so funny, because even the left who are crazed in their thinking when they think that a man can be a woman or a woman, a man or a child, a cat, even they expect God's ethics 
poured out on them from us or they expect us to extend this kindness and grace and love and mercy and understanding and and all of this and acceptance and they listen they they expect it from us even though they deny where it comes from and that's that's post christian yeah there you go it's it's not just post christian it's opposite christian oh yeah <laughs> you know you t- i just wrote down here the fruits of the spirit love somebody it's full of christ and the, the fruit of the spirit is love but in the post christian world they're full of hate. Mm-hmm. And uh, they are. The spirit of Christ is a spirit of joy. Right. They're a spirit of despair. Mm-hmm. Spirit of peace. They're a spirit of troubled, long suffering and, and forgiveness. They're right. they're immediately attacked. Well, and, and you like you said, the peace. If you look back at kids in the in the twenties, thirties, forties, and even fifties, you would find kids had a pretty wholesome life. As a matter of fact, listen. Even back when I was in high school, we still had rifles in the rack. <laughs> I brought guns to school. <laughs> we we did. We, we used to cl- we used to clean our shotguns in 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 chemistry class. You know, you yeah. know, just the teacher let her bring them in, and we just and we talk yeah. about it. Yeah, it was yeah. it was safe. You didn't even lock your vehicle up. Oh, now now though, and oh, by the way, guess what? Suicide. Oh, it was so rare. Yeah, it really was. Suicide was so rare. And now today, oh, but God was in school and taught, and the family still taught Christian moral values. Now today, we take out God, we take out Christian moral values, we live opposite of what God says, and guess what? Everything is evil except for evil. Evil is now good, good, and those who don't agree with their evil, we are the evil ones. Yeah. It's just, dude, you who can't see this whole turning of the tide is un- it's just unbelievable to me. Pretty much the whole world has us. I see it now, John. Yeah. Pretty yeah. much. Use the word value. You know, in Christ, we have value. Mm-hmm. My little granddaughters, they're beautiful, and they're told right. they're beautiful, and we're, they're told where they got their beauty, and their beauty is not just on the outside. Their beauty is on the inside because right. they were fearfully and wonderfully made by their creator. You have value. Jesus loves you. For God so loved the world that he gave right. his only begotten. You, you have a, a, a angels given charge over you. God loves you so much, he's given angels charge over you. And when you grow up a child with biblical values, that child feels special. Right. That f- child feels un- unconditionally loved. That child feels like he's got a purpose in life. That child knows that there's a place called heaven one day, and God wants me there. He sent a Savior to save me from the penalty of my sin. I feel valued. Value, I feel purpose. I feel loved. And you take all that away. What do children feel? Oh, feel like they got to commit suicide because there's nothing there. There's nothing. There's nothing. And and what's happened is in post-Christian societies, they replace the authority of God and the Bible with the authority of the state or popular opinion. And what do we have today? The authority of the state and popular opinion. And it's only popular because the media puts it out. It's not popular because that's actually really popular. It's just the media controls. They, they push it on people. They, they intimidate people if you don't yeah, join. And, and even though thing. even though 4% of society favors something, the media makes it look like it's 94%. Yeah, I've I been studying a lot this past couple of weeks about what's going on in China. And I found out about three weeks ago, there's a movement among the youth of China. And the movement is called Let It Burn. 
the kids are so discouraged in China. They have to work so hard for Does it let it burn or let it rot? Oh, let it rot. Yes. Let it rot. Mm-hmm. They are just so disenfranchised with the world, with their government. There's no hope. You got to do this and this to get ahead. And that the, the economics of the country are falling apart. And there's no drive. Fraud, and they're just let it rot. Let it rot. And they just get on their little mm-hmm. things and they just do their little uh, things and their little social media in China. Yep. Be careful. You can't buck the system or you disappear in China. Right, right. And the movement is called Let It Rot. That so breaks my heart. You don't see children in the youth groups thinking Let It Rot. No. As a matter of fact, they're trying to make a difference. And, and, and I think even in our society, we have that Let It Rot mentality. People not showing up for work. Teenagers, young adults. By the way, if you're in college, you're not a kid. You're an adult. Mm-hmm. Now, you're somebody's kid, but you're an adult. It's time to act like it. And to believe that a man can have a child, that's borderline insane. No, no, John. It's, it's not borderline. It is. Thank you. I'm trying to be nice, dude. Good for you. you. Are, There's a, I'm giving you a point, dude. You just did what, to me what I would have done to you. Well, I just did the science thing. <laughs> right. It's, 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 it is insane. And yet, oh, and how about this? To put menstrual machines in men's bathroom because they might be having their period, that is insane yes you said it properly john that <laughs> thank you <laughs> but but it is it's johnny just, normally it's used the bad guy today i'm the bad guy <laughs> but here's the thing the concept of moral responsibility takes second place to what to legality loopholes mob justice and insane ideas and in post-christian society that's what you have you have insane ideas let me help you out we do not need tampon machines in the men's restroom because men don't need tampons because guess what they do not have a monthly cycle yes it's interesting johnny you said a little while ago like four percent of people believe all this really insane things but i'm on the road a lot i travel all over the country i'm in restrooms and uh, stores and restaurants all over the country and when i go in you know i've never seen anybody go in that was in the wrong place they make it sound like it's everywhere but i've never even seen it and i i I go in and the guys are in there minding their own business and but it's happening in schools yeah because i listen that's where they're teaching it i've seen uh, we've got some kids that come to church that talk about how a boy a young girl was talking about how a boy was in there using the bathroom she didn't think anything of it because it's the norm but you know what how about mark 7 8 for laying aside the commandment of god you hold the tradition of men the washing of pitchers and cups and many other such things you do in other words what what do we have now we don't have the moral responsibilities of of biblical worldview or of God, what do we have? We have traditions of men beginning now, mm-hmm. meaning the actions of what men decide that they are going to do. And eventually, a post-Christian society moves from assuming Christian values to ignoring them, to resenting them, to repressing them, and eventually to persecuting them. And and we are now moved into, in America, into the stage of persecuting yes. Christian or Christian values. When the father in Columbus, Ohio, it's private school, Columbus Academy, found out the sexual crapola that was being taught his children, he went to the school board meeting and opposed it and did a 
Bi- President O'Biden, did I say O'Biden? Yeah. Well, <laughs> that, that's probably pretty accurate right President now. President <laughs> Biden sicked the Department of Justice on this family to intimidate them, to litigate them, to take away their money through litigation, having uh-huh. to get lawyers to defend yourself. And he put the full force of the American law to shut down a father from having a voice in what yep. his daughter thinks. We're, they're persecuting now those people of faith. Well, there's, so I was talking to a, a lady in my church and she was telling me how her daughter was correcting their child because they have a 10 year old child. I think it's 10 or 11, whatever failing school, not doing good in school. So they took their cell phone. They took the child's cell phone away. Oh my. The next day, the next day, DPS, isn't that department of social services? uh, Yeah. Came in and took their child away for child abuse because they took his phone away or her phone away that dude we we've we've we we've lost our minds man give it another example of that in sweden it's incredible they're ahead of us when it comes to depravity and i have great friends oh the yanta law yeah yeah well what happens is sexual abuse is redefined in sweden Child, children are learning of sexuality. They're 12, 13, 14 years old, and they're learning about it in school, and they're told to to challenge you. You don't know if you're male or female, if you're heterosexual, homosexual. You just have to learn how it all works and then go home after school and practice, what, and, and you can figure out what you are. So, Oh, oh, oh don't just go home after school by yourself. Take someone with you. Yeah, they get on the bus, they go home, and the little girl's got a, her boy, 14-year-old boyfriend there, and the parents are afraid. To or 17-year-old boyfriend. Or could be twenty-five-year-old boyfriend. That's right. There's no age. Yes, and so, but it's normally a very young, and the parents don't like this at all. But the parents are paralyzed by fear, mm-hmm. and so the children have sex and they do whatever they want to do behind closed doors, their bedroom. And if the parents oppose that, the children get angry, go back to school, and said our parents forbade us to have sex. The police will come and arrest the parents for child abuse, right. sexual abusing, sexually abusing their children because they wouldn't allow the children at age thirteen, fourteen, to twelve have to have sex. Yeah. So, boy, you talk about the old switcheroo. <laughs> And that's, well, that's and, really, and, that thinking will fly in California today. Oh, absolutely. Governor Hochul would sign on to that here and, in New York today. And they have, correct me if I'm wrong, but if the law gets involved, they can come in, take the child, put the child in a hotel so the, yes, child, correct. So the child can do whatever she or he wants to do. Unfettered from the parents. And the parents have to pay for the hotel. This is true. Yeah, that's true, Johnny. Sadly. Golly. So man. a nation that forgets God is turned into hell absolutely and that's where we are and i i I hate but you clearly spelled it out that the sequence from tolerance to uh, well what was once christian and is now post-christian will eventually become anti-christian yeah and and be attacked yep and that's that's we rare we're here well the media is already attacking christians calling us hate and how the churches need to be shut down and this new marriage equality marriage equality bill that was that's either in or signed in already with a fake name huh oh right because it was like planned parenthood oh here's our plan kill the child there's no the the titles no parents parents needed it's it's so it it is so deceitful right so this marriage equality like oh yeah i'm I'm for equality in marriage well here's what it is it's so that homosexuals can get married in churches and churches have to perform the marriage or 
they're punished by losing their 501c3 because they're not allowed to have their own voice or they're, they're, or they're not allowed to carry out their convictions of what they believe, but the homosexual is allowed to carry out the convictions of what they believe to the point where it's forced down the Christian's throat and we lose our freedoms and everybody applauds this like this is a good thing. But let me tell you something. If you are for or pro-homosexual or for or pro all this bull crap that's going on, just think, once the Christians are out of the way, you will then start to begin to lose your freedoms because now they no longer you need you to oppress us because now they have you and they own you and they will destroy you just like they're destroying us. So as a pro post-Christian society, it is only a matter of time before your own turd hits you in the head. Well, Pastor John, I'm a little bit jealous that I didn't get to say that because <laughs> I say a screaming amen. This breaks our hearts, man. I'm, I'm, I'm outraged that people are so ignorant ignorant and want what they want that they think that they're going to be immune to the government not it, not using it as a boomerang to come back around and take them out as well study every fascist takeover of a country and this they is get the it. radicals and then as soon as they get the power then they destroy those who put them in power mm-hmm. and that's it's history repeats itself because people are ignorant of history's mistakes yeah. well or, or or history listen history goes against today and so that's why they remain ignorant because if they read history they're going to learn the truth and the truth would set them free but since satan is their father he doesn't want them free they don't realize they're in bondage for the need to be free and so this whole this whole deception is going to snowball up on them that's why that's why they don't read history books because history books don't give them permission to do the stupid they're doing today yeah yeah Society All right, I got, I got, I got, I got wrapped up in it, Duke. I want to bring, I'm going to do a rock and roll song. <laughs> I got to back up just I need for a, a second. I need a rock and roll song now. Ready? <laughs> Steppenwolf, 1971. There's a monster on the loose and has our heads into a noose, and he stands there watching. Uh, Is that what you're trying to say, John? That's what I'm saying. Amen. That's what I'm saying. Matthew 7. So I got to calm down, brother. I get, I just, because you, you need a hippie every now and then. I, well, I, I, I'm, I, I'm struggling with. You're standing on the word of God in a post-Christian world. People are trying to silence you and the spirit of God in you. Like all the prophets of all the ages is not going to be shut up, shut up. Yeah. But, uh, Jeremiah said, I, I got weary. I, I, I gave up, but yeah. I couldn't, I tried, but I couldn't. Cause there was why a fire burning in my heart and there's a fire in your heart and i will not apologize for you amen so thank don't you, you don't you apologize i'm not for you either not today we'll apologize for us but we will not apologize for truth right we'll stand upon right. it and we won't be popular but we're going to stand before the lord one day well let me say this believers and, and skeptics alike had better recognize the dangers inherent to, or that are inherent to dissolving or getting rid of uh, Christian values or ethical foundations, because we will all pay the price. We are reaping what we have sown. So first off, they're using the left to get rid of the Christians, right? Because because the, the lefts are simply a tool right now to get rid of the Christians. And then once the left gets rid of the Christians, because the Christians in fear will shut up and back down, even though it's not of God, God says, 
I've not given you the spirit of fear, but a boldness and a sound mind. But for some reason, the Christian backs up from that. If the and salt has lost its savor, it's thenceforth good for, for nothing. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so here's what happens. So once the Christians are out of the way, then then there's nothing to stop the government or evil from taking over complete totalitarianism. Will it's be in, the it's in, there's, there's not, there's no breaks anymore. Verse 26 in Matthew chapter 20, Matthew seven, verse 26 says this, but everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand and the rain descended, the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house and it fell and great was its fall. And that's America today, man. And great, great is going to be its fall. But I will tell you this, restoration is possible. Psalm 80, verse 3, restore us, O God, cause your face to shine, and we shall be saved. And, And if you notice, the first part of that is us asking God to restore us because we surrendered to him, 1 Peter 5, 10. But may the God of all grace, who called us to his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after you have suffered a while, perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. And so may the God of all grace restore us or restore this country, but we have to really want it. And when I say we, I'm talking we as a whole, because even the Christians, we talk, we did a podcast on abominations, and even the Christian, I think, has become an abomination tolerant, as a whole. Tolerant. Yeah. I put it this way in the big picture. The great ship America or the great ship of the world is going down. It's it's going to sink. But there's lifeboats. Jesus is the lifeboat. And individually, every yep. person can look to the Lord and have personal redemption. Lord Jesus, I'm a sinner. Forgive me my sins. Live in my heart. Save me. And then we can grow individually and we will be a prophet like Jeremiah as the nation was descending. We have to stand and the Lord will be with us. And I don't have to be an apostate. I can stand with Jesus. I can be a voice crying in the wilderness like John the Baptist was in a hard time. Jeremiah was in a dark time. So the salt. You said it. We have to do this on an individual level, like individuals, not on an individual level. We do it as a group and those who love God. But it takes every individual to make that decision. Yes. And then through the power of the Holy Spirit, we can have restoration, man. And you see churches on fire. I'm in churches all the time that are on fire, standing on the word of God without apology. And people are coming to Christ. So so that's my victory. I would be thrilled if America is restored to a constitutional republic and everybody went back to church. I'd be thrilled. I'm just not holding my breath for that. When I read the prophecies, I don't expect that. Mm -hmm. But God is sovereign. He can do what he wants, but he won't do anything until there's repentance. Absolutely. John 16, 8 says this, and when he has come, he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. And Jude 1, 17 through 23 says this, but you beloved, that's the Christian, remember the words which were spoken before by the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ, how they told you that there would be mockers in the last days who would walk according to their own ungodly lust. These are sensual persons who cause divisions, not having the spirit. But you, beloved, the Christian, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit, keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. And 
and it's verse 22, and on some have compassion, making a distinction, but others save with fear, pulling them out of the fire, hating even the garment defiled by the flesh. Guys, listen, I'm just going to tell you, we have hope. It's in Jesus Christ. We have the, the ability to be restored, even as a nation. But if we go any further, it'll be gone. Our opportunities will be gone, and now it'll be down to individuals. And so let me encourage you, stand in boldness with God. Do not hide in fear. Acknowledge sin is sin, even if it's your loved one living in it. And our nation would be much better for it. And Isaiah, so will the loved one. Isaiah said to his falling nation and condemnation and all that. And he said, but God's hand is outstretched still. still. He said it over and over again. So reach out, give it all to Jesus. Hey guys, I hope this has helped you. And if it has, please like, share, subscribe, and follow. And until next time, God bless. God bless.